0: Hello and welcome to the Halftime Orange Podcast. I'm Brenton Weber and today I'm joined by Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller is a multi-award winning coach from the UK, from Yorkshire. He's also a number one international best-selling author and I'm going to be talking to him about his new book, More Than Just Money, a book that you can download Almost immediately, if you go to the show notes where the link will be, we're going to be exploring such interesting things as Andrew's grand unifying theory of business and personal development. We're going to be looking at the differences between enjoyment and happiness, and we're going to be making your bits tingle. So without further ado, let me introduce you to Andrew. Hello and welcome to the Halftime Orange Podcast with me, Brenton Webber. Um today I'm joined by Andrew Miller. Andrew, hello. Hello, how are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. I'm very well. This is this is the second hello that we've had. Um just just pull the pull the skirt up a little bit and i I'm my second ever. Recorded podcast, and we've had a 20 minute conversation where I forgot to press record. So, this, (laughs) that's I'm a bit embarrassed to be honest, to be honest, Andrew. So, how are you? How are you
1: doing? I'm very good, thank you. Yeah, it's been a good weekend, start to the week. Um, Plenty of things ahead of me. It's all looking good.
0: That's great. And you're in Normanton in the north of England, in Yorkshire.
1: Yeah, no one will know where Normanton is. It's a small, small village, but uh, for those that know, uh, no, England. It's uh, it's near Wakefield. It's near Leeds. Um, for those that no idea where any of they are, sort of manchester ish way. which is going to annoy everybody in Yorkshire um, because they are great rivals. But um, but yeah, north of England.
0: I'm I'm originally from the other side of the Pennines, so I'm I'm talking to you from Auckland today. So we've had to come a long way around the world to have this conversation. and we've, yeah, we're probably quite close to it.
1: another uh, <laughs> another level. <but> yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. We've we've spoken at length twice now, um, but why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and who you are and um, business enjoyment?
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, so yeah, Andrew Miller and uh, yeah, business enjoyment's the the brand, the company, whatever you want to want to call it. And um, it's 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 I guess it's kind of a movement in many ways, and uh, it comes from a philosophy of um, if you're running your own business, you should enjoy what you do and uh and i don't mean just the thing that you do i mean most businesses are based around a passion or a, or something that you're really good at you know uh, yeah if you, if you don't enjoy the core of what you do then you're really in the wrong place but it's the stuff around that and i'm not saying you should be jumping out of bed every day going woohoo um it's not about being overhyped and an american and all that kind of thing but uh, but at the heart of it on a you know in general, you should be enjoying your journey, your, your, your destination and everything you do. Mm. Um, but mm. so many people get caught up into a cycle of stress and dissatisfaction and or get lost in what they're doing, and uh, they, they miss out on the real benefits and the enjoyment that you can have around running your own business. Um, and a lot of that comes from a societal um, focus, pursuing money. Um, So even though it might not be as blatant as that, when you think about success factors and how it's measured in the news and uh, and social media, it, it basically comes. About, everyone's talking about how's business this week, this this month. What's your turnovers like? The sales, profits, the FT index is all about how well businesses are doing and how they're going to do in the future. Everything's focused on money, and uh, and when you just focus on money, you can miss out on a load of other stuff and get caught into traps where you think you're being successful. But you're
0: not. It would seem that happiness and enjoyment generally leads to better outcomes and better profits. And
1: yeah, and I um, mean, yes, in, in many ways, I, I mean, you know, I'm not anti-money. Um, you can fall into the trap very easily of doing a, a lot of stuff that you really love and helping loads of people and not actually getting paid for it. But then that ends up causing problems on the other side. Uh, if you're not looking after yourself, the old sort of how did you look after yourself first, uh, then you're going to get impacted by that as well. So you're still not going to be enjoying it if you're worrying about the bills every day. So it needs to be this, this o- overarching sort of balanced view um, of saying, yeah, I want to be helping people, but I've got to look after myself at the same time and understand why I'm doing all these things. But it's but ultimately, you want, to be, you want to have a buzz in your business at the end of the day. You do, you do, and
0: and the, and the, everybody inside the business should be enjoying themselves as well. Yeah, and the customers should be getting enjoyment out of. Exactly, I've always thought it was very strange. What what brought me into the world of customer experience? And I think there's so much. Like after reading your book, and we we sh- we should we should talk about this um, book further. Um, I was certainly. Or was I was starting to really wonder why people exchange their most precious of resource, money or time. And that includes business owners who are putting time into their own business to get a more miserable outcome for it. Even, even if the money was, was up, it would seem that the way that we run business, like MBAs, are they focusing on the human aspect of business or is it still... Man- managing businesses by numbers.
1: Um, I'd have to take an MBA, <laughs> 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 an MBA to to answer that specific bit of the question. But I think it's uh, it's very easy to, um, uh, as you say, sort of get just look at things at a base number level. Um, I think I-, I was thinking about this the other day, actually, in, in varying aspects. It, it, we we have two ways of looking at anything. And it, we have a look at we can look at it in the universal general sense or in the specific sense. So uh, let me give an example um, uh, it, that's that's current right now. Let's think about the the, uh, the coronavirus situation, which we have been talking about before. So um, in this country, in England, we've we've had about eighty thousand deaths or something, and you've mm, had one hundred. Nice. <laughs> so so we can we can look at a broad level and we can look at the numbers and we can say we, there are tables showing. Deaths per 10,000, cases per, per 10,000. This is worse. This country's worse. This country's better. Uh, you've had this number. You've had that number. And, and at, a, at a broad level, we can look at all these statistics and say what the right strategies we should take in order to maximize the numbers, minimize the numbers, and all this sort of stuff. Now, flip that around and go to specific. Now, let's say New, so New Zealand, you've only had a few hundred deaths, and everyone's going, hooray. But there's been a few hundred deaths. And when you look at the specific of where that person has died, we've, we've, for, 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 yeah. for that person's family members, that death's a hundred percent. That is hundred percent dead, and all the, all the impact and the trauma and the the grief that comes out from that. Now, I totally appreciate there's certain decisions you've got to make that you can't get down to that level, but you've got to be mindful of both. And it's the same in business. When you when you just focus on those big numbers, you lose out and you forget that you're dealing with a human being as a client, a human being as a as a team member, a human being as a supplier. And from their point of view, each of these broad brush interactions are actually 100% fully in for everything that's going on.
0: Definitely, definitely. Just want to say, by the way, and it's it's in no way. Um, as we're a New Zealand show, and I'll get hauled across the coals if, I did, if we, we've had twenty five um, deaths. Yeah, but 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 your point, but your point about the yeah, we've had we two thousand or so cases, and from that, but we've one of the reasons the the ratio is so low is because we we didn't we've never had the health service pushed. And so there was – we didn't have that initial – I know watching it it grow in other countries, especially with friends and family back in the UK and where I was at the start of the year, Um, it did seem like that, you know, there was no space in hospitals um, for um, other non-COVID-related cases. You know, there was no ICU units available. We had – we were prepared. We had schools that had been – had ICU units put in them for, like, overflow hospitals um but yeah very very fortunate it never it, it, it never took hold but we're we're a bit nervous about the you know what's being the uk strain
1: well there's a brazilian um, south african they're all all coming around now but um but, yeah. the, but the, my point yeah. being is that for, you've had 25 deaths
0: and exactly yes but for each of those 25 people it's 100 percent devastation
1: someone's listening to this and it's their brother mother wife husband whatever that's that, that's gone that's 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 everything. And they don't care about the 100,000, 500,000 that have got off. You know, that's...
0: (laughs) Um. Well, I I don't think... Nowhere in the news, when you're looking at those numbers, are people taking into account the very real psychological effect of each one of those deaths. Mm. I started my 2020, before COVID was really on my radar, losing my father. And it was an incredibly traumatic two months. Um, Being in the UK on my own, the impact that it had on my business, I had to stop. I hadn't had a rest for two years up to then, so that was hardly a rest. Um, And when when you think of – we're so fortunate that only so few people have had that – colossal impact like what what must be the what must be the the impact on productivity you know if we're getting if we're getting cutthroat and businessy about it you know what 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 would the actual impact be on people's pension funds just from the psychological effects that these this big mass group experience um is going to have um yeah. It's a, it's a worrying, t- it's a, but we're resilient,
1: aren't we? Human well, beings I, are incredibly resilient and-, and. And this is it. You, and, and I can, I can flip between the, the, the specific and the, and the general, and that's what you need to do depending on what's going on and find the right thing. Mm. On a broader picture. I mean, in, I'm incredibly positive. <laughs> For, I, yeah. I, we'll be fine. You know, it's, seriously, as a, as a species, we'll be fine. Um, if i go broad that if we go into other sort of calamitous <laughs> we're talking about we talk about the environment yeah. um, if i go yeah. big enough i say well to be honest yes there's a lot of humans that are going to use their life lose their life because the environmental disasters that are going to happen but it probably means we'll find the balance we need to find to be in synchronicity with the planet we will not kill the planet the planet will survive and we will still be on it future it's going to look very different to what it is now because we're gonna to have to make some massive changes but as a species we'll survive uh and the planet will survive because that's how nature works it finds it goes through these fluctuations and then it finds its balance and we'll have to live differently and do different things but and and yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised you know i've always yeah, something was going to happen with the population growth and the resource uses. That at some point the, the the planet's going to fight back. And I thought when this the the COVID uh, thing started, I thought, well, this is Mother Nature giving us a smack on the nose and saying, "Look out, guys!" <laughs> you know, yeah, well, wait, you work
0: from wait, home more wait, often, and, and like the the, the pol- like the amount of pollution, the net gain that we've had as a species this in this last tw- twelve months, the drop in um, carbon been quite quite amazing and everybody now is a digital native every you know grandma shops online (laughs) um everyone's had to you know i I can't remember which podcast i was listening to but they were saying that this is going to be seen as the year that basically everybody migrates to a digital to having a digital presence um companies are seeing the benefits of i'm not i can't remember whether we spoke about this in the stuff we recorded or that we didn't record <laughs> which makes it awkward um but um yeah with with companies um realizing that they have to do things completely differently
1: yeah absolutely um, and and just to, just to give a context because i think we uh this was in the previous recording, so I just dropped. <laughs> and and it, is it is relevant. So, so, so my background is a, a, um, I used to be an insolvency practitioner. Yes, so I used to work with companies. Uh, I, my job would the, when, if most of your listeners are New Zealand, the, the rules in New Zealand are very similar. They are in 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 Britain as they are in Canada, as they are in Australia, um, the Commonwealth are all pretty much the same. If you're in America or um, or or Europe, then then, then they're different. But um, in our countries, it's it's very much like a mortgage over a a house. And if you don't keep up payment um, on your uh, loan, it can be repossessed. So essentially, the bank takes control of the company, uh, and they appoint an independent firm of accountants to take control of the company. So we step in, we become the directors of that business, and we are fully responsible for that business. So we will usually, historically, we'll trade it, run it, keep it going, uh, and then ideally sell it. And um, so, yeah, so my, my my day job in the corporate world was running businesses. Um, but then when I moved into the coaching space, my very um, specific niche when I first started out was helping business owners going through an insolvency deal with the emotional stress of doing that. Because sort of fit, hopefully you'll see how this fits in what we're talking about. Um, that wasn't taken into consideration by anybody doing all the – ticking the boxes, doing all the legal stuff, looking at the numbers. It was just, let's just focus on the business and get the money back for the bank or the creditors and, and move on. And these guys who'd put all their uh, time, their energy, their their emotions into this thing that they created and just lost everything, are left just to hang high and dry and get on with it, you know. And then there's all the systematic shame and all that kind of thing. Um, mm. Now, Incredible
0: um, trauma. Can be incredibly traumatic. Yeah, uh, you
1: know, th- there's always there's all there's always crooks that just do it deliberately. There's always people who are just that what the way why that they just go, hey, it's another company gone bust. I'll move on to the next thing. But the majority of people are are, are just normal people doing their best in unfortunate circumstances, and it's it's like losing a child, and and the consequences mm-hmm. are. are uh, lack of confidence can be depression, can be suicide. You know, it's, it's, it's serious stuff. Um, but, um, so, so that's, that's where I started on the whole thing. And, um, the first book I wrote was, was in that space and, um, uh, and came from interviewing people that had been through an insolvency, what they'd experienced and what the tips and recommendations that they would give to people. Uh, and then of course, obviously my structure by my own, my own experience, but there to help people get through that process and i'm getting to the point <laughs> one of the things that creates uh, i mean there's so many things that create stress in it but one of one of the big things is that this desire to hold on to the business and i'm not saying that this is our automatic go-to should to be get rid of it but very often it goes too long and it's like because you've got this emotional attachment to the business you think i must keep it going must keep it going and again when you look at the uh well, I don't know what the media is like in New Zealand, but the, the, the stuff that's going on here is we must preserve the businesses, we must preserve the high street, we must preserve the companies and this sort of thing. Truth of the matter, it's evolution. Um, businesses go and businesses come. The real skill, the real value, the real talent lies within the individual. So you've got to preserve the individual and make sure that they are strong and robust and, 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 and pull up with the resources and give them maybe the support, but business is just a, you know, the company is just a company, a, a company's house is just a number, it's just a registration, it's just a shell for the creativity and the, and the, the manpower and the sorry, person power, um, you know, the, all the resources that go into it. So when you look at the, the lot of complaints at the moment, go all oh, retail's going down, the high street's getting killed. Truth of the matter is we're going through a change. And what will come out of this is high streets, or whatever it might be, will look different, but something new will emerge. And so as everybody moves more online, and we're not going shopping, at, going into town and driving to town to shop, then a new way of living will emerge. And once we can go back and shake hands and all the rest of it, it may be more social, it might be more community-based, it might be more um, uh, mindful of, of, of people, who knows point is it will shift and change and change creates pain because (laughs) it always does but it's through to it can be through to a better end
0: there there are some really interesting changes taking place and we had somebody on the show at the end of um 2020 called tony boda and he was he reintroduced me to a book called the experience economy and something that I'd missed on my first reading of it, which was the predict, predicted next economy. And I don't know if you you know the models of the economies, that we start off with a commodities-based economy. So every, you know, back in the day, it was all about how much you could sell it for. It was, it was It was, the quality was important, but it was a commodity. And yep. that's who we were loyal
1: to. It, and then the economy, trading, yeah. Traders and merchants and, yeah.
0: Yeah. Then the economy moved to the brand economy in the 80s, where you and I gave a shit if we were wearing Adidas or Nike. You know, that's when brands started to become king. And then in the 90s, we moved to the service economy, where it was how companies served us. Um, And they were the ones that started to take the lead. Um, And me as a halftime orange and a customer experience consultant, I've been... Trying to help companies embrace the the next predicted economy, which was supposed to be the end of the the teens, which was the experience economy, where you and I give our loyalty and our most precious of resources, our time and our our money, to um to 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 get an experience. Well, the next one that was supposed to be five ten years down the line was what we. I think you're experiencing now, which is the transformation economy, and that's where not only is it now the experience that matters, but it's the transformational aspect of what we're doing. Like the, the digital products that we are. Why is Zoom now an adject, uh, a verb? Daryl, not just Why is Zoom a why is Zoom a verb? Because um, because it's been transformational in the way that so many people have been able to stay. Contact during a year where you know the, only the year before. If I said to somebody, do I have a Zoom conversation? They'd look at me like Zoom. What is a Zoom? <laughs> so, so, so you must be. Are you seeing these changes where you are? And um, yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm but I, 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 I. There's also the fourth industrial revolution that's taking place as well, which is you know real intentional collaboration is being predicted by that. So it's a, it's a Big circular um, conversation, but I'm very positive, like you are as well, from that side of things. That these changes, that there, there is an evolution taking place, and there were maybe and
1: yeah, and, and you know, and you tap in there is in, in sort of what, one of the key aspects of the business enjoyment thing. And it's not about creating a perfect environment and going, you know, this is I've just created the the best life for myself, and therefore everything's fantastic. At the heart of it is actually, do you know what? Life's messed up. Stuff happens. There's things outside of our control. But what we do have control of is obviously with what we're doing, where we are, what we we can do. And if it if 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 we start from ourselves and work out rather than start from the outside and work in, um, then we can keep ploughing our journey. We can keep having an enjoyable life. We can keep doing something and and getting something out of it and navigate the, um, uh, these ways. There's an analogy I used in, um, I did, a, a, did a, a, a webinar at the start of lockdown to, to sort of give people some tips and hints. that originally came out of that first book uh, and, and how to survive it. <clears throat> and one thing I'd noticed over the last few years is you'll, you'll hear people talking and they'll talk about how um, business is a roller coaster. And, and when they talk about that analogy, they talk about it's got its ups and it's got its downs. And they talk about the downs as being negative and the ups being positive in the broad brush. So you've got to take the ups and the downs It's a roller coaster. And everyone kind of buys into that. But when you stop for a moment and think, hang on a sec, talk to somebody who likes roller coasters. If you enjoy roller coasters, what's the best bit of the roller coaster? It's when you go down. <laughs> And so the ups are actually excitement and anticipation for the down, which is a bit of a rush. And so, in terms of a true analogy, for business to be a roller coaster for us to get the best out of it, we have to find a way of enjoying the downs as much as the ups. Well, I'd, I'd
0: say it's the ups are where the hard work is. Yeah, on a roller coaster. <laughs> exactly. On a roller
1: coaster. There the ups know. are
0: actually where you're kind of trundling up the, the <laughs> uh, I'm, a Black, I'm a Blackpool boy originally so I love roller coasters absolutely um, and then it's, it's when you've done all the hard work that you get to enjoy I'd say the actual downs on a roller coaster is actually the fruits of your labour
1: yeah um, oh, no I get that but, but if you th- but, but, but the point is is we get so scared about the 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 scared scared about scary things yeah. oh my god there's a recession mm. it's all gonna be doom and gloom oh my gosh there's a pandemic doom and gloom bring it back to what you can do what you are control over and uh, and take control and responsibility for your own life and make sure that that's as uh, and and not not, not in a selfish way not in a you know we'll, we'll get to purpose in a minute but um you know we should we should be looking at things outside ourselves and make what around us and the things that we touch better as much as possible so if you look after yourself and and um Make everything you touch better, <laughs> in a broad brush sort of sense. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what's going on outside. It doesn't matter that the, the, there's a there's a, a economic crash. It doesn't matter that there's a pandemic. You can still find your path through it if you are grounded from the right space.
0: Definitely, if, if you if you if if you're getting those, I I see the 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 I I see. How, how this is so similar to customer experience because like I see customer experience as being a driver of profit. I think we spend far too much time looking at the money instead of the happiness of our customers because literally the happier your customers are, as long as you're making them happy in the right way, um, i.e. helping them fulfill their outcomes, the outcomes that will transform themselves, delivering them great experiences, well, then your money's going to kind of look after itself and i've 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 found that being my own business owner as well i'm I'm relatively new it's half time orange is only coming up to its third birthday before that it was corporate boredom <laughs> 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 and for a while at the end there yeah um yeah. I really enjoyed some of it, but um I do think that there is certainly in the corporate world which is where the majority of entrepreneurs end up coming from well, Especially successful ones. I read an article that 42 was the most successful age that you could start your own business on a statistical basis. Because by that time, you've learned tons of stuff. You've, there's a, I, mean, I wonder how much of a link it is to the whole, I think, it was, was it Socrates or Plato that said that no one should be a politician. They should, But at 42, the people that have lived their lives, then people should be chosen from that age so that they could have more of an understanding while governing the people. Below them, or worse. I heard event? that
1: one, but I, I was forty when I jumped out of the corporate world, so it's not far off. But it still took me a long time to mm. find who I was and who mm. I wanted to help. So there's a different mindset in corporate and, and working for yourself. So you have got, as you say, there's a lot of people jump out corporate and set their own business up. There's a lot of people are born into entrepreneurial families and, and are kind of working themselves right from the start and I think there's a there is a different mindset but I totally get that part, point is that you know work, working with some younger people for example they, they just haven't had the life experience to really find what's really matters to them and what's important they've got to go and get some experience and 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 and, and you know my a broader sense I feel that life is just about hey let's get as much experience as possible so we understand ourselves in order to understand what we're really good at doing and who we can really help. And it's this continued mm-hmm. search to really nail down kind of what our place in the world is because the, 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 you say the, um, in the model that I sort of pulled together, which is loosely based on um, Maslow, um, the, the key thing, the key thing for me around business enjoyment is finding your purpose. And, that's one of those things that keep get banded around and what does it actually mean? So I'm working on the definition of it and what's actually involved and included. But at the end of the day, it's about finding something which is really important to you but doesn't benefit you. So doing something for somebody else for another reason, but but you're still connected to it emotionally. So yeah, it does something for you because it's emotional connection, but but you're not so most things are focused on feathering your own nest, sales, profit, turnover, all these sort of things, acquiring uh, a nice house, nice car, um, even working with great customers, uh, great customers and a great team is, is making work life better for yourself.
0: Yeah, when it's very it's
1: egocentric, egocentric. they there, they're all egocentric yeah. position, and, 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 and position nothing wrong with that support, because you've support. got to look after yeah. yourself. <laughs> if you're not yes. happy where yes. you are, then you know. But then beyond that, when you know you're making a difference, when you can see how you're making a change in people's lives, when you're customer service and you can see that whatever it is you've that service that that product, you can see that that person is in a happier, better place, and it means something to you then you're driven to something that's that's above and beyond that and when you you're getting clear about that that directional direction that you're going in it's that pursuit of making a difference that where enjoyment kind of becomes a consequence because you're in flow you're in a and you're doing what you want to do because it's who you are and this is where i'm going and everything else just it just brushes off you (laughs) you know the, the, the the obstacles get crushed the uh the problems just become today's challenge, and you move in the right direction and 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 that's where enjoyment comes
0: yeah, yeah I think it's for me i think i think we talk i think we talk about a, a lot of the similar things, but maybe with a with some different language um, yeah. i I honestly believe that it's about outcome and focusing on the outcomes that matter the outcomes that have meaning this is we're coming from different angles and if you look after those ultimate outcomes, like leaving the world a better place, if that is your focus and you become really good at that, well, then everything kind of falls into place behind you anyway. Mm. Um, In the same way, a cinema that is trying to sell lots of tickets and always focusing on how much popcorn they sell. And they're always asking how many, or how many, how many people through the door? Um, they're not going to do as well as a cinema that's focusing on delivering a magical experience for those that do come. Mm. Because then that kind of, all of a sudden the financial goals, they're, they're, they're all looking after themselves because of that much more meaningful focus
1: mm. that we have. And it makes sense to have a few safeguards in place because it's very easy to over-deliver, if you, if you like, in a, an expensive way. I think, um, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, I was going to make a reference that probably mean nothing or mean something to you because you're anyway we'll we'll see where it goes you can change the you okay. know, but, uh, yeah, no, no. <laughs> new order remember new order from the 80s yeah of course definitely and um blue monday today's blue monday mm. I've actually thought about this Is today's blue monday so it fits in perfectly they created Obviously, an, a, a song that still lives today. But the album that the the EP that they made was an incredibly elaborate cover. It was um, unique. It was different. The disc was different. It was a it was a sensory experience to get this thing. And um, and they paid to do it, didn't they? They paid to do
0: it because it was more expensive than the production was over, wasn't it?
1: And they lost money on every single one they sold. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. I've got, I've, i haven't i have got one of the originals so i'll kill for one of the originals i've got i've got it on vinyl i haven't got very much vinyl left but i yeah. do have blue monday monday left on vinyl
1: so so you need need some 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 uh catchy. although you could argue that they've they've you know they've still done all right you know it's, it's a it's a loss leader for the rest of the things they've done i guess but uh, yeah so is, yeah but uh but yeah you don't necessarily want to make a loss in everything everything you do but um uh, but in but in principle, absolutely spot on. Um, you know, if if everybody's, you yeah, know, here we are today, if everything that you do leads to everybody involved with that thing in a better place in some way, shape or form, then we're talking about um, a growth economy based on experience, as you're talking about. And trans- that's the transformation, isn't it? Um, rather than a growth economy based on money. And, and, which, it,
0: and that which, Well that's right. The money's not going anywhere. Mm. Well, it's, it's yeah. like you were talking about the evolution. Like it's just there was there was somebody sent me a brilliant YouTube clip about probably about eight months ago. I've got no idea. It was an economist. This um, this has made lots of money from investments, and he was on this investment show, and he was going, you know, those planes aren't going anywhere there's just going to be a change of ownership
1: absolutely absolutely and
0: there'll be a whole lot of people who will make a ton of money from this crisis and there'll be uh, a whole lot of people that make, and the world the world can, will continue doing what it's always done yeah
1: and and uh and uh, i mean if anybody it, it still amazes me that people haven't really grasped yet <laughs> you know after 2008 and you know what's going to come next uh, with the recession that we've had, is that at some point people will cut on that money doesn't actually exist. It's just a theory <laughs> concept that we've all bought into and agree with and decide that we're going to give some value to this bit of paper we've got on our hand. Uh have mm. some value, but now it's all based on... Um, an agreement that we've all had that we we do something for somebody and they give us something back in return and we can use these bits of paper or well, it's not paper and it's all digital anyway. But um, the, these numbers on a screen are the things that we decide to to buy and transact different services. But they, there's no value in those numbers on the screen in themselves. It's just a means of making everybody happier in terms you know getting the right, services so- want, buying product, buying food, buying drink, buying experience. Is it interesting-
0: universally agreed value system yeah really
1: and and in the uh you know hundreds of years ago there's people who used shells as the currency and uh carry shells and things like that used to be a form of currency and there's no intrinsic value in itself it's just an agreed way of measuring the the service you give to somebody else and how what you're getting in exchange for that so the pursuit of money in itself is totally meaningless unless it's behind some reason or purpose.
0: Yeah, mind blowing. I'm gone. It's too late on my first day back from a, for holiday. A <laughs> Should I come
1: back next week when you've woken up?
0: <laughs> um, no, no, no. I, I want to get back to the book because otherwise we could we could be here for hours anyway. Um, more than just money. I, yeah. I love any grand unified theory. There are a few. And I want to know more about yours. What's uh, <laughs> tell me about the Grand Unified Theory of Business and Personal Development? It's and you you alluded to it earlier with Maslow.
1: Yeah, so I um, I think most people well, no, and no, that's as a, a, a bit of an assumption to assume most people know about Maslow, but it's it's reasonably is a very well known um, model. Um, generally, when i've done talks and presentations it's, it's, it can on average about 50 50 so there's still some people who haven't heard about it but um but it is a coaching favorite isn't it uh, <laughs> uh, I've, I've, i would have been introduced to it at various i was i was introduced corporate- to- corporate stuff. Yeah, corporate. I was introduced to it during my accounting studies way back when. And and I always remember, I could probably have told you what the levels were, but I couldn't have told you anything more than that. It's like, oh, yes, Maslow, I remember that. And um, basically, uh, it's a case of this sociologist came up with this model to say, you know, um, what, what motivates us and what drives human beings and there's there's certain requirements we need to have in place and he put it in us in a hierarchical structural level uh i think uh, you buy into the same thing as me it's not necessarily as straightforward as that uh, i'm not attached to it but basically putting it simply uh your first priority is to survive <laughs> live work out where the next meal's coming from basic safety, um, and uh, safety. physiological needs as you call it mm-hmm. um, then once yeah. you've once you're 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 looking after yourself, then you got to start belonging to a tribe. You, um, start combining with people, um, the, the society you live in, the the relationships you have with people. But there's a, a desire for belonging. Uh, next up, you have esteem, which has internal and ex- external, and internal. Um, but basically, um, doing good stuff for the group you're in, and also feeling good about the stuff that you've done. So, you saying. People saying good stuff about you and you accepting the, the good stuff about yourself. Uh, and then there's one of the tops called self-actualization, uh, which means you've sort of, you've fitted into the, uh, the, the place you need to be, which is just one of those phrases that no one really has any clue what it actually means. Um, but I, I got reintroduced to it a few years ago when I was sort of a, playing with this concept of business enjoyment and um and i suddenly realized that oh yeah it kind of makes sense <laughs> when i actually look at it there's uh um and so i sort of adapted it and, and realized that actually the, the the journey i went through you can sort of pick it out so i jumping out of corporate where the the you know the money was fine i enjoyed the people i work with um there was I was getting good reputation, but I, I had no sense of direction. I had no idea what I was doing, why I was doing it sort of thing. So I, I, this sense of purpose wasn't, I didn't have those words for it then, but that's what was dissatisfying me. And then when he jumped out and suddenly the uh, the money's gone disappearing, you used to start panicking about where the money's going to come from. Um, but in the meantime, what I did was create a little office space. So at least I've got my... <laughs> a, a space to move into and then you start working with people and and you can see how a, a, as a solopreneur you started sort of tapping into all these different things joining networking groups where you make money and uh you're with people hello um and um and so then playing with that and developing it it's like well actually when we look at it in business, in, in terms of business, in terms of the business strategies that we need, and also as a, our personal strategies. Because if you think your personal needs are separate from business, then you're going to get into difficulty because they're so intertwined that uh, that that uh, you know you are your business in that sense. Um, that if you're if you're not doing well, your business isn't going to do well. Um, so you need to be developing your personal your, your personal development as well as your business development. They can all fit into these different things um, and. You know, So when we talk about basic sales, um, that's in order to, to to get basic sales strategies needed in order to um, get enough money in to cover the bills. So I, I, I just wrap it up into feeling safe, have enough money to come in, your physical health, your mental health, your support network, these sort of things that you need to have in place just to make sure that um, you're okay. But there's a difference between being okay and feeling okay. So I've spoken to millionaires Who've got all the money they need, but they still don't feel safe. So they're still mm. driving for that next dollar, the next deal, the next whatever it is, because they're still running away from something. So they, even though they've got all these things, they're not actually feeling it. Um, and then um, Find Your Tribe uh, comes next, and here you're talking about who is your ideal client, who's the person that really connects with you, the person that you're on the same wavelength as you, a team that share your vision, your values, and that sort of stuff. So you're working with people that are enjoyable to work with, that, um, uh, that, that want to work with you, that, and, and getting that real sort of shared thing going on. And that's all standard business marketing avatars and all those sort of things. But actually, it is, but it also connects to the personal side as well. So you've got to understand who you are. You need to start being prepared to reveal the reality of who you are and start being authentic and genuine, which can be really scary. You've got to risk rejection, um, which can be a, a, a massive concern. And so all these personal things need to be sold before you can solve the business things. Um on then we have the inner confidence, which is the esteem side of stuff, uh, and again, on the external side of thing, all the testimonials, repeat business, referrals, all this sort of stuff going on out here, in ter- and customer journey, all these sort of things in terms of the external perception, but that's no good unless you're inside, you're feeling that worth, and then we've got the imposter syndrome, perfectionism, all the things that where we are. Uh, we're never content with the thing that we deliver because we haven't actually dealt with stuff that's going on inside. Um, So those three levels, you've got all the things that we need to get in place to have an okay business, a good business, where everything's um, serving what we were talking about before in terms of making sure we're okay. But then above that, we've got the sense of purpose. If we can connect all that up and bring that in line with something that's going to make a difference to the outside world, and be connected to what we want or what what, what's important to us and that might be uh might be a family might be making the world better for your for your your children it might be passionate about the country you live in what am i doing is gonna um it it, might
0: be making a delicious coffee for kingsland's morning crowd we could be
1: be those people people. so it's like you know what I, i i was brought and born up brought up and born up in auckland and as a kid I love coffee. Coffee was for me meant a social experience, and it's where my I remember my grandma sitting me down and, and making that cup of coffee. And I want I want the people of Auckland to get that experience because it was so important to me. I want them to experience that as well. And so you're taking your journeys and your experiences and saying. I've had the benefit of that I want these guys to get that benefit as well and if it relates to them and they feel good and they come up go Jesus, that was the best cup of coffee I've ever had I felt like being I was smothered in my grandma's arms. you go yes yeah yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now 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 compare that to a another coffee shop who just wants to sell as many coffees as they can just wants to have their beamer their batch their uh, you know their their, their, their business that um, they don't they don't they then can just kind of sit back who's going to be surviving this year. Yeah. In my opinion, who's going to be the one who is getting through with that meaning and purpose. It's going to be I think I think there's actually a lot of business people this year who or this last 12 months who are realizing that maybe their purpose wasn't there or yeah. understood as much because it becomes really bloody hard without a purpose.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> Oh yeah. And yeah. This, and and it and it all comes back to that first book I wrote with the people that lost everything. People that lost their business, lost their houses, lost their cars, and they went they went through this transformation as you, you referred to it. And um they suddenly realized that none of that was important. And, and, and going through it made them realize what was important and 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 what it meant. And and they've they've nearly all of them got up got on back on their feet again, started creating new businesses, and this time in a different way, this time in a way that made, made was was important to them and important to the people that they were serving, and found that they were more, more successful <laughs> and happier because it was a, a business based on something that was important, not just on the fact that I need to have a business and it's sort of loosely based around the thing I'm good at.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, one one question i always love to ask entrepreneurs and solo entrepreneurs is what problem are you solving and recently on the podcast what the figure that which we think that we've got to on, on you know independent people because you've met other people who are asking this similar sort of questions people who are uh, like venture capitalists who are and, and and investors in small businesses and they think that there's probably only about twenty percent of startups that actually understand the problem that they're trying to solve, and I think solving a problem is a fantastic place to be finding your meaning. Mm. And if you're not, if you don't know what problems you're fixing, like the lack of that good, wonderful coffee feeling in the morning that can start you for the day if you're that coffee shop, but whatever it be, if, if if once you understand what you're trying to deliver, what transformation you're trying to create, what um, what sort of, what problem the person is coming in to to to, to mm. fix, or what outcome they're trying to relate to, then all of a sudden, the meaning in what you're doing—it's very difficult to find meaning for ourselves. I think, as oh, you're alluding to, yeah, and it's yeah. How do you find meaning for the externals?
1: Uh, it's not a okay. So what? So. I'd have to run through my full definitions of purpose and that kind of thing. Me- meaning is an element of it. Meaning can can it can be applied to to it can be contextual and applied at any moment. But um, and and problems for me, you know, you, for me, the de- one of the definitions of business is simply a systematic way of solving problems. That, that 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 that's ultimately what a business is. It's if you don't have a problem to solve, you haven't got a product. You haven't got a a, a service. You haven't got something um so so business is all about solving problems uh, even if that's just you know even if the lack of the experience is, is is part of it but um but then it's finding the meaning and attachment to that um so so finding the the thing that and so the the, the phrase that i i, I use which were you um I don't think you've alluded to in this recording <laughs> um <so my laughs> yeah, is, um, yeah uh, and in the book um Hey, fine. I'm teasing. Um, I want. So yeah, one strap. I, well, I I want you to enjoy your business so much it you makes your bits tingle.
0: Yeah, I um, hadn't talked about
1: your <laughs> tingling bits yet. Yeah, no, uh, there was the, a meaning the, the, behind room. that, but it is about um, lifting you up to that uh, 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 other level. You know, seven out of ten is not mm. good. bring the really buzz. Now, f- now, uh, finding that. Is not necessarily a five-minute job. I was alluding to um, finding that thing that really makes the difference that really connects you is, is not not something you just sort of sit down for half an hour with an exercise book and go, yeah, I've got it now. Um, a lot of people find it by through trauma. So these people I was talking about lost their business. They went through this huge trauma, and it made them uh, re-examine who they were and what was important. And, and definitely, definitely. Um, if you see any, I can relate. You see any inspirational speaker on stage? They've got this journey where they were they they went bust, they lost all their money, or they they were the lost the ability to walk, or or they were traumatised as a child, or the experience they had. And I'm not knocking any of these, by the way, but it, but most of the inspirational speakers are that kind of thing you hear about the traumatic situations they come through, what they've learned, and then how they've just rediscovered their their purpose. So the question I always asked. Uh, if we're using business failure as a way if you know that in order to find success you need to fail first effectively which is a, again a common trope does that mean when you start your business up as a startup that you build into your five-year business plan going bust in three if that's the way to be successful do you have to g- have the failure and I don't think that's really the way forward so Part of the question is, it, it, you know, if you have had a, 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 a you know traumatic experience, understand that and, and and breathe through that to find the thing that really makes it important to you. But if you haven't, it's just going to take you a bit longer to find it. Just and don't worry about not finding it. Just use your life experience as a way of exploring who am I and what's important to me. And so I was going to say, it's
0: like that Buzz Lerman. Um, song "Sunscreen." There was a thing in it that I also thought it was a really good, just similar, a re- really simplistic um, tips and turisms. Um And one was, you know, the most interesting people don't know what they want to do until some of the most interesting people I know didn't know what they wanted to do in their forties. You know, for the rest of their life in, in their forties. So I, I do think there's a huge, there's a huge societal. Oh, Every every stage seems to be so vitally important, and we're told how vitally important. You know, like, gosh, if you get in trouble at school, what's that going to do for your yeah, yeah. forty year plus career? Because you know you were in the principal's book once, um, or you know how how oh, vital. A couple of years ago, O level now, my, my GCSEs now. The, <laughs> at the time, I was crippled. I was crippled by perfectionism. Dude. At that age and, and failing at reaching that perfectionism as well. But really, I needed somebody to come along and go, chill, it'll be okay. Just, you know, just keep we're talking to someone today. One one thing we both agreed on, it really is about just keeping, even if it's just a tiny amount of momentum, even if it's just a little movement forward, um, just keep taking those next steps and and uh, it's so important. Um, and guess
1: as you say, our, our, our systems, our educational structures, are all based around like making us feel bad if we don't uh, get results. But that doesn't affect who we are. Uh, but, you know, but that has a massive no. impact on our internal value and all that kind of thing. So no wonder that uh, people are obsessed with Facebook and getting the likes on and followers on Twitter and the TikTok looks all the rest of it because they've been <laughs> trained, they've trained that their inner internal value is based on external results and and therefore they need to have all these likes and shares and comments and in, in order to have valid self validation and that comes directly from the exam system and it's
0: yeah yeah it's also it's also a criminal ambushing of the dopamine reward system like at the very core of our um brain neuroscience it's literally just it's like the um it's like the rats in a in a maze and you know you drop in a female rat and the the male rat will not Um, if it can be distracted it will literally not um, eat until it's dead if you just keep more and more distractions because you can easily just ambush that dopamine Mm.
1: Um, but it can only happen if we've at some point in the past made an attachment that the that inverted commas this is good this is what we 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 need to have versus not and that comes from external yeah. just thinking of the the, the, the you, know, you, you your 5 year old kid comes back with this messy scribble of a drawing and 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 you, you put it on the wall and say that was a fantastic drawing you don't talk about the effort they've done they talk about the result this was a great drawing this was a great song they talk about the the outcome it doesn't matter what what it looks like or what it sounds like it's the it's the value that you're the mm-hmm. that you're trying to do yeah. the that should be mm-hmm. rewarded not the outcome um, well, that's the, right because we, we do get these
0: false dopamine rewards. Um, like, you know, that's how you get all sorts, all sorts of psychological issues because dop- dopamine is literally like oxygen for our, like oxygen for our lungs, dopamine for our brains. Like we can't solve a future problem without dopamine. It's the only neurotransmitter that's based in the future. Every other neurotransmitter is a here and now molecule. And the only molecule of the future is dopamine, and you get dopamine from increases in expect. Uh, having your expectations surpassed is a really good way of getting dopamine. So a surprise mm-hmm. we all love surprises. Don't need to be educated about a surprise. just a nice surprise gives a nice dopamine kick, and we can easily get um, conditioned around those sorts of things and and um getting pro- being praised, you know, when we're unexpected. So, so abused children can have their dopamine ambushed by, you know, bad, good, bad, good. Mm. Um, and then they also stick within that whole fight and flight response, which I think really goes back to you talk about trauma. And um, we have, we've got another guest on the show tomorrow. He's going to be talking about PTSD. Um, But there's this thing called complex PTSD that I think so many people are probably not aware that they may have low level. We all think PTSD is about um, being on a war or in a battlefield. But in actual fact, it's very much around those early traumas and feeling alone and um, not feeling safe. And basically having your fight and flight response always on, I think, is... It just gets drown just drowns doesn't
1: it I'd, I'd be interested to in listen to your uh, PTSD. have I've, I've over my time I have learned a few therapies I've treated people with PTSD and you're absolutely mm-hmm. right it's nothing to do with um it's, not, it's nothing to do with the the, the the thing that happens It's not seeing your best friend getting killed or anything like that it's about identity and the action you were you did or didn't do as a consequence of who you were so I didn't rescue my friend. I didn't, or I took an action which led to the death of somebody or, or and it doesn't have to be death, but anything that we call traumatic, but it's a, it's, a, it's an inherent state of identity uh, and um, and the action that was created on the base of that. And it goes really deep psychological stuff. And I've, I've, I've worked with people who've been treated for PTSD on a specific thing. They've completely missed the whole underlying issue under it. But anyway, let your... Go ahead tomorrow oh, <laughs> This is how
0: I go over an hour. Yeah,
1: yeah, this exactly. is how I go over an hour. There was a point I did want to tap into what you said there. And um, and again it's in the book, but it's my difference between enjoyment and happiness. And and this and this, and you because you've just tapped into exactly why I use the word enjoyment. Um, because happiness is just one of these things that can be shifted in a moment. And um, and whether it's through uh getting 100 clicks on tiktok or 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 taking an illegal drug or you know it can be it can be hijacked um and so happiness is just an instantaneous moment whereas enjoyment is meant to be, is is the overarching um direction that you go in so within enjoyment you can be up and down you can have of course you can have sad moments of course you have a bad day of course you can uh, n- not be at best because it's life um, but your general overarching uh, thing is in the right direction. So, to, to, to quote the analogy that I use in the book, um, happiness is like the weather; enjoyment is like the climate. So, in a in a warmer climate, you'll have sunnier days, but it doesn't stop it raining. And similarly, in a in a a negative climate, you're going to be generally in a, in a um, you know colder, wetter, less happy, whatever it might be. Um, but it's that overarching thing that we're looking at.
0: Yeah, it's like happiness is the destination that we all focus on. That's what we have to be. And we stop enjoy the enjoyment is the actual journey.
1: It's to your, where we're going. It's like, it's, there's a pressure to be happy now. There's a pressure where you've got to be happy. <laughs> if you're not happy, you're a bad person. And suddenly there's a whole economy based uh, and uh, lines of thing: ha- be happy now. And, and taking the happiness index. And it's like, if you want to be happy, just take some drugs, for God's sake. <laughs> it's easily But that's not a solution. Um, and you say your happiness index gets hijacked. It's easy to hijack it. And it doesn't have meaning all of a sudden because it's and so we're creating ourselves pressure because we're not in a good place and so therefore we're not I feel comfortable in opening up and talking so hence we start getting all the suicides and the and the things that come out of that because of and let's not get down there but that's another <laughs> angle of it. but it, it all comes from the fact that we are feel bad about feeling bad
0: so so my my listeners really need to Read your book. I've really enjoyed reading it. It was a really great way to start the year as well, kind of like a reminder to really focus on the enjoyment this year. So for we'll we'll put a link to the um to the book to to your website where they can download
1: this book. Go onto to my website, um businessenjoyment.com. There'll be a pop-up. Um and do you know what? You need to put your name and address in. And that means <laughs> I've got your details, but I'll tell you exactly what will happen if you do do that. Uh, you'll get three different emails coming through automatically, um, all of which are just uh, invitations offers. One's uh, an extra um, – it's a business cheat sheet. It's mentioned in the book. Um, so it just sends you a direct link to a business cheat sheet, everything you need to know about Bids as an in A4, it invites you to the Facebook group uh, and tells you about my podcast. You know, there's nothing nothing too onerous. You're not going to get spammed or anything. And then um, there's, a, there's groups that I run on the back of it, and I'll, I'll, you'll get an email on that. So you just get the four emails. Um and then I I send a newsletter out every couple of weeks. So you you're not getting yes, I get your email address. You get a book, have a look. If you don't like anything, just step away, it's fine. But um it's yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not someone that's gonna <laughs> I, I signed up to some one person, something I was actually interested in. I got an email every single day. And mm. I still not got round to reading any because they're too many. <laughs> you know, he's back, mate. Yeah. I'll have a look at
0: them if you send them once a month, oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a whole other podcast as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's so, uh, my touch. So, Andrew, I'm, I'm going to be on your show in the not too distant future. I believe, and I can't wait to talk to you again. I've I've really enjoyed this. Been I'm still. You can probably tell I'm still dusting the cobwebs off after the summer break a much needed break i have to say it's about the first time in three years that i've just been able to breathe and um, relax and it's been it was really wonderful to 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 get back into it and you've been a great um, person to talk to on this day number one so uh, thank you very much and um yeah wish you a great week ahead
1: thank you very much brenton thank you for uh, having me on and i look forward to uh reversing the tables in the near future
0: ha <laughs> um, one thing I didn't say listeners is that Andrew is the north of England public speaking champion so um yeah I'm, I'm I can't wait to speak to him tomorrow and find out where he wants to take the conversation it's been a, it's been a thrill thanks again Andrew take care thanks very much cheers I'd like to take this opportunity to thank you for listening today. I hope you got some really solid value out of the conversation. If you did get some value, please consider subscribing using any of the links below. We are on all major podcast platforms. And feel free to reach out to me on LinkedIn or via our website, www.halftimeorange.co.nz. Look forward to speaking with you next time.